0: And you're very welcome along to another edition of Across the Line with me, Shane brophy for your Friday evening build-up to the sporting weekend in the Premier County. And on this uh, Friday show, we'll be looking ahead to another busy weekend of Gaelic football action, highlighted by Sunday's Munster Senior Club football semi-final between Clonmel Commercials and Newcastle West. And we'll preview that game momentarily with uh, John McNamara. We'll hear from Ballinaw manager Kevin Byrne, head of their Munster Intermediate Football semi-final on Sunday, plus Turles Sarsfield's boss Peter Creedon and their Munster Junior Football. Football Semi-Final on Saturday. Sunday will be another huge day for Mulder Ladies Football as their intermediate team are in an All-Ireland Semi-Final and we'll chat with manager Mary O'Shea. Plus we'll preview a big weekend in local soccer with Barry Ryan and as ever we'll talk dogs with Barry Drake. So all that and more over the next hour or so. So stay tuned. But we'll begin with Gaelic Football, where on Sunday at 1 o'clock at FBD Semple Stadium, Tipperary Champions Clonmel Commercials continue their quest for a second Munster Club title when they take on Limerick Champions Newcastle West in the semi-final. Uh, again, you can hear live here on TIP FM in association with John Kennedy Motors, Clonmel Paul Carroll and former Commercials Manager Charlie McGiver will be bringing you the action from Thurless off the back of their hugely impressive quarter-final win over Nemo Rangers. Commercials go into this game with an element of expectation of reaching a first Munster final since 2019, but they would want to be wary of a strong Newcastle West challenge. To look ahead to the game, I'm joined once again by form, by current Tipperary minor football manager and Clonmel commercials clubman uh, John McNamara. John, you're welcome back to the show. Thanks very much, Shane. Good to have a long along, a John. Um, I suppose, firstly, John, um, just in terms of, of the venue, um, it's in Simple Stadium. Um, Carmel could have hosted the game themselves in the sports field, but um, I suppose maybe in terms of conditions and, I suppose, quality of the playing surface, um, any, do you feel the right decision was made to take it to Turles?
1: Uh, uh, Yeah, precisely. You you, you hit the nail on the head there in terms of what you're talking about, in terms of the condition of the the fields at this time of the year. I think what you saw down in Parky Quay was Commercials boys taking full advantage of a fabulous surface that was down in Cork, and likewise up in Semple Stadium. um, They were so well used to playing there. Um, Obviously, look, we'd all love to be in Clonmel watching Munster Championship games, but... Uh, the sports field, even though I, I was on to today, the sports field is in good shape. But um, I think it's best that we we go, we bring Newcastle West to a proper venue, and a proper like a, a big open football field.
0: Absolutely, and like I think the whole the whole country saw lot two weeks ago the the quality of this Carmel Commercials team when uh, I suppose they they open up like that, and um, I'm sure yourself watching on. I say you've probably. In some ways, you could believe what you were seeing, but it was great to see it on, on, on a stage like that. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah precisely. Uh, it, well, like, well, on a personal level, it was fantastic. I, I, like, I feel myself that it was probably the greatest ever performance. Um, like we, we debated the last time we chatted about could they produce uh, like the, the performance they had against Upper touch for the 13 minutes in the county final. Could they expand on that? And what you saw was, as you saw, that repeated both in the first half and in the second half. Mm -hmm. Now, before anybody, like obviously there was a lot of discussion about how good the performance was for commercials, but we have to be very wary in terms of what we're, let's not dismiss what actually happened during the game. Although commercials obviously had spurned three goal chances in the first half. Nemo had two Serious goal chances themselves. They got within two points of Commercials in the second half with momentum, and then they had another goal chance that was very well saved by Michael O'Reilly. Um, we kicked on from there, but like we have to be, we have to be smart in terms of how what what are, we believe we can do on Sunday. Um, it has to be as uh, we have to take advantage of the opportunities as we spoke about before. We're not just going to walk in. West are not going to just let us play uh, the expansive football that we might against against Nemo, as we said. Nemo wants to play football. Um, as far as I, I can see from the Newcastle West uh, games over this current season, they tend to employ a sweeper. Um, they have a big lad up front. I think it's McMahon. So you I mean they they play the ball towards him? He's the focal point. So it, they're a dogged team. Um, if you look at their current, if you look at their championship record, they had a reasonable easy start, I suppose, against the Galvin, and um, but their Father Casey's game in the quarterfinal was just won by a single point their Monolene semi-final was a single goal and then their a county final against there obviously went to extra time they kicked the equaliser and went to extra time and took advantage of a, I think a man extra so we have to be very very careful It's it's the Nemo game is wonderful it's a wonderful memory but that's all it is That's it's just it. a memory now
0: yeah that, that's I suppose that's, that's, that's the thing that uh, I suppose the, the most dangerous game after an impressive performance is always the next one. And, of course, commercials now carry the favourites tagged of expectation. The whole country expects them to get to a Munster final. Um, and, of course, Newcastle West are, are listening to this and saying, lads, Nemo are gone. It, there's a chance for us there as well.
1: Well, and 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 I, was, I think if you can hark back to 2015 when we played Newcastle West up in the sports field, They were... They were four points clear with five minutes to go. And Kelly once through and cracks the crossbar and we come down and Seamus kicks the wonder score to get us back in uh, momentum going our way. They were, I I, I suppose I couldn't use the word bitter. They were bitter in terms of that they feel themselves they probably missed a a serious opportunity for a Munster title. Um, Obviously, we in 2015, when we snuck it from Nemo at the very end, they feel that they could have put themselves in the same position. So they're here to right a few wrongs on Sunday. Yeah, I like like that the, makes it very dangerous
0: Absolutely and you look they have Gregory Limerick's best player at the moment Ian Corbett Keane Sheehan the two and a half back line that Limerick had and we've seen the last few years Limerick have eclipsed Tipperary at senior inter-county level
1: Yeah I, and that's and that's exactly where the danger is coming from um, if you look at the Newcastle West I compare Newcastle West very similar to the commercials uh, the two squads if you look at they've been around a long time but it's only in recently that they've seen success. I think they've, this year was their fourth uh, county title in the last seven years. They get four of six or seven county titles in total. But all that's built upon a, a, a county minor winning, or minor county winning teams from 09, 13, 15, and then from 2012, 2019, they, they had a five under 21 county titles. So again, it's very similar to the commercial squad. They have a group of lads who have fought their way up through together through senior level. And that makes them a tight knit unit mm-hmm. they could, they believe in each other they they'll fight for each other, very similar to commercials, so you mean we're 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 nearly looking in the mirror, I believe in terms of um, of kind of this the 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 grade of player that that's going to be on show on on sunday
0: mm-hmm. and I suppose if you, I suppose you you mentioned the fact that we we're, we're probably expecting Newcastle West to be set up with a sweeper, maybe very very compact I suppose. Yeah, uh, they'll block off those areas. That commercials were so very, got a lot of joy in against Nemo, hard running through the middle. Um, but I suppose commercials have still probably got to take it on themselves. Like if it keep the tempo as high as they can. But I suppose if if it turns into a slow game, you're playing into their hands.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, if like commercials, key thing. I, I, obviously, as you said, Jack and Colin exploited the the centre Michael as well. But the the walk down through the channels is key for commercials. If you look at Coleman Kennedy's goal, that comes from the bottom corner of the field with Michael O'Reilly in goal, onto Cahill Dealey, onto Coleman Kendi, back to Cahill, I did, and he just walked the wing, and they just keep moving with the ball, forward momentum, constantly forward momentum. Um, but look, I, I think what you saw against Nemo was that you can see the best of commercials. What you also saw is a reaction from some of the players that we talked about previously. In the second half, when the tie was... Kinda, of it was in the balance at the time. Colonel Kennedy steps up and kicks a lovely score for 40 yards, drifts over. Mm. You know, he, as we talked, he he steps up his game. Um, Shawnee O'Connor, by all, his own standard, probably had a has had a quiet county championship. He kicks he kicks into gear against Nemo with one four. Now, albeit that he may have had a little bit more space than he was used to in the county championship, so he might be returning to that scenario again on Sunday. But look. We'll we'll see how it pans
0: out. Yeah, and I suppose another man was was Jason Lonergan. Um, are are Clamel anticipating that they'll have him at the weekend?
1: I believe that he's he, he's to be there. Yeah, I haven't been told otherwise.
0: Yeah, so you know, so that'd be encouraging. But I suppose the last thing you want to do is gamble in the fact that like, Newcastle yeah. was like, and suddenly Sunday evening, there's the year is over. I suppose exactly. you have to give give them the utmost respect.
1: Well, that's exactly what they will be doing. They're back to back champions in Limerick. They're, we've met each other in 2015 in one of the, mm. like, an unbelievably close game. We know that, like, Newcastle West have a renown to, ha- to have some fantastic dual football rugby players. So they're strong, they're physical, but they're very skilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so, look, we, we're, we have to be very, very wary. But, look, we can't go into a game, none of us. We can't go into a game with the expectation that uh, we can't go in and play our best football. That's and I and I firmly believe Tommy and Philly they'll have the mindsets uh, uh, in place for the commercial players on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and I suppose we, we saw in that that the Emo game that the, they they seem to be given license if the if the chance is there to have a shot like we're seeing a lot of modern maybe up to recently. You nearly a lot like Dublin. You can shoot, and you get the perfect opportunity. Clamell were prepared to have a go if if a decent if a, a decent opportunity came. And like some of the and we know with Turles like they, they know the 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 parameters of the pitch. Like if 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 Newcastle West do sit back, like New uh, commercials do have guys who can kick forty fifty yard scores.
1: Yeah, like what you saw against Nemo, if you watch, you probably, unless you were there, you probably wouldn't have meant necessarily picked up, but in the first half, there was, a, there was a bit of a breeze against the commercials in the first half, so that's why you saw them working the ball closer to goal, and obviously the goal cool mm-hmm. chances appeared. In the second half, that's when you see the likes of Cole like, kicks from distance, Jason kicks from distance, Ty and at the, at the end kicks from distance, because the wind's at their back, Quite, uh, obviously Torless is very similar, as you know, you very well know yourself, mm. that the wind can go from one direction to the, to the other and be a, a very advantageous for any team who, ta- who takes it. So look, we're going to have to, we'll see what the weather is like on Sunday, but again, it's, it's as you said yourself, it's work rate, it's belief, um, and it's taking the opportunities that will be put in front of us. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think, if anybody, obviously anybody who's went and saw the the Nemo commercials game, and they saw this expansive game, lovely lovely to watch, It I potentially won't, it won't be the same as that. But it won't be in terms of the for wanting on the commercial side.
0: That, that Definitely not. And I, suppose it, I saw the, just the camaraderie at the final whistle. I just said, I thought to myself, there's something potentially special here building. And I got, got the sense that guys won't we're getting too excited like you've got to take the win for what it is you're beating a very 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 good team but I'd say Sunday Monday the focus is on Newcastle West Oh yeah
1: precisely look um, the Nemo game we were back to Parking Eve. Um, I think you had Damien Lawler talking the last time I was on and he was mentioning the tip uh, Monster win in mm-hmm. 2020 look, there was about 8 lads involved in that from the commercial side so they were like they were coming back to the, to, to the return of that event and like that's There's a level of professionalism within the team in terms of how they focus on it. If you've got the likes of Michael Cleveland and Seamus Kennedy, who've had such big moments in their career, they know how to handle the the big wins in terms of of grounding themselves and preparing themselves for the next phase. Philly and Tommy have the same mindset as well. They're they're professional in their outlook. They analyse everything that they do. They've analysed everything that they can get their hands on with regard to Newcastle West. So they're well aware of where the matchups will occur, they're well aware of where the dangers will be, and in terms of where Newcastle West will try and want will want to win the game. It's not just about Newcastle West stopping commercials, it's about Newcastle West trying to win the game for themselves, and they'll be very very well aware of all that.
0: Absolutely, no. It promises to be. I think I think this is going to be a tight encounter, but I. I, I... I just like that. I take to think commercials probably do have the, the probably the forward quality to to pull through in this one. It promises be a fascinating game on Sunday at Munster Club Senior Football Semi Final. Come on commercials against Newcastle West one o'clock at FBD Simple Stadium and it's live here on Tip FM. Uh, John McNamara. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you again maybe in a fortnight's time looking ahead to yeah, the Munster final. Yeah,
1: yeah, sir. And Shane, just uh, two things, Shane. Um. Yep. It uh, best luck to the commercials minor football team tomorrow morning against my Rovers in the South Final. It's on and at 10.30am. It's going to be a great spectacle of football. And also just one other thing, on behalf of myself and the Tiberi minor football coaching team we'd like to pass on our condolences to the Donlan family of Port Row on the death of May Donlan. Of, uh, May's grandson, Mike, Mike is obviously involved with ourselves and obviously is a proud Tiberi woman. She was delighted with Mike's exploits in the Tiberi scene.
0: Absolutely, and we pass on our sympathies to the Donland family. John McNamara, uh, thanks, uh, thanks as always uh, for joining us and across the line. Thanks very much, Shane. And it's time for our, our first break, and we're we'll back in part two. We're looking ahead to the Munster Intermediate and Junior Football Semi Finals. And you're very welcome back to the show And we stay with Gaelic Football Where there are two more Tipperary teams in Munster Club Semi-final action this weekend Uh, Starting uh, with Sunday And we will start with Sunday's intermediate semi-final Involving uh, uh, champions Balaná Who take on Limerick's Nipirshik in Kamalak At one o'clock And we'll have updates here on Tip FM During the course of our live coverage Of the senior semi-final from Semple Stadium Balaná are chasing a second consecutive Munster final appearance After reaching last year's junior final in their first year at intermediate level they swept to the county title with victory over Mullen in the final but that game was six weeks ago and manager Kevin Byrne speaking with Tip FM's Paul Carl this week admitted that the extended break while has been difficult has also proved beneficial
2: Yeah it's been a
3: longer hiatus than perhaps we would have wished for coming off a, a county final win the, you want to keep going the momentum is there the enthusiasm is there But the six-week break has gone well. Uh, The enthusiasm and commitment and effort from the players has been top-notch throughout the six weeks. Um, We've played uh, a number of challenge matches during the six weeks, which has been good to uh, keep people fresh and maybe even develop our game plan a little bit further. But uh, no, it has gone very well, and I'd say that is down solely to the the commitment uh, and dedication of the players.
4: And did you take maybe a week or two, maybe after the county final, or did you just stick at it? Uh,
3: no, we uh, we took a, a week off after the county final and then came back into it. And I think it's it's important when you do have an achievement such as winning a county final that there is a bit of time taken to celebrate the fact. Um, you know, it, it's, it's it's the biggest football day in the history of the club, so it was important that we marked it for a few days. For
4: sure, and I suppose um just uh, uh, look at, looking at it now. Um, you would have been in Munster last year and obviously got to the Junior the junior Munster Club final um, have you spoke about yeah. kind of as a group going into Munster this year did you learn anything from last year that you, you'll take into this year
3: What we learned is that once you come out of the county and into Munster, that there is a a step up again in the level of competition that you're meeting. Um, It's also, it's knockout football, so there can be no slip-ups. Every match has to be uh, taken on its own merits, and you can't look any further than the next match. And that's very much been our concentration over the last six weeks. It's all been geared towards one o'clock on Sunday. And that is, of
4: course, going to be up against Napyrshig, the Limerick champions. Um, you would have probably got to see seen Nipirshig play in their quarterfinal the bet Ratmore of 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 Waterford. Um what how did you kind of find them or what, what's your opinion on, on their style of play?
3: Yeah, Napersig are a very impressive team. Um, I was at their match against Rowan Moore and we've um, we've studied the video of that game and some of their previous games during the year as well. And um, they're an accomplished team, they know how to play football. They're well organised in defence, they know how to attack their transition from defence to attack is good um, They have a number of very important playmakers on the team So uh, we know there's a big challenge ahead of us on Sunday
4: And do they have any crossover at all between the, the team that would have lined out there again um, in the Hurling over the weekend? Uh,
3: not so far as I'm aware, I don't think there's been any crossover between football and Hurling so far this year uh, with Nipersic
4: Okay, okay, so they've uh, obviously a big pick of players there um, inside in Limerick, but what, what are you kind of expecting from this game now? What, what way do you kind of see uh, where you can maybe have some success against them?
3: Uh, I think it's going to be a game where uh, two teams meet that have a very similar style of playing football. We we like to walk the ball through the hands out of defence, Um So I think both teams are similar from that point of view. Um, it's going to be a, a big challenge for us and really what it's going to come down to on the day is which team executes better.
4: Definitely. And finally, just uh, injury concerns or anything like that for, for you coming up to this?
3: We've one or two injury concerns during the last few weeks. We've had uh, a few of the dreaded hamstrings um, and David Grace has more or less recovered from his hamstring injury and he's taken a full part in training for the last week or more. Jack O'Mahony isn't as far down along the road so... It looks as if this game may come a week or two too early for Jack.
0: Ballynahan manager Kevin Byrne speaking with our own Paul Carroll ahead of their Munster intermediate club semi-final on Sunday against K- uh, Napiershig of Limerick. That's in Kilmallock at one o'clock. Before that, uh, tomorrow afternoon in Temple Two, Thurles Sarsfields take on uh, are also in Munster junior club. Sorry, Munster club football semi-final action with the take on Cork champions Kilmurray in Temple Two at one o'clock. And we'll have updates here on Tip FM. Thurles Sarsfields certainly have pre- pedigree in provincial championships, before. Predominantly in Hurling But as their footballers Who are making the headlines this year Chasing a first Munster final appearance This Saturday And to assess their chances I'm joined on the line By Turles Arsfield's manager Peter Creedon Peter you're welcome to the show Hi Shane How are you tonight Not too bad Peter um, I suppose This time of the year If Turles Arsfields Are playing Still in Championship You're thinking They're going well in Hurling But it's, it's on the football side Of things there That the club um, Is still alive at the moment So I suppose from your own point of view, I suppose, as a football man, it it must be it must be a, a a great feeling just to see how football can. I suppose when football gets a chance to ha- be on its own at the moment, how how it can develop.
2: Yeah, look, we've had a we've had a fantastic last six, seven weeks, eight weeks, probably between the under nineteen team and the junior team, and uh, look, it's been it's, it's been very rewarding, and it has been um, a great sense of fulfilment from the performances we've got, but. It's a mixture of playing for fun and um, obviously the further we go it gets a bit more serious and uh but it's been very enjoyable
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, I as have you a sense that okay that while well, you mentioned there is a sense of fun but as you're starting to get deeper into this like lads are willing. okay we'll, we'll we'll give a bit more we'll, we're going to give more commitment here and see how far we can go
2: yeah no the group have been very good for training we train once a week we could have we've had up to 30 training sessions i suppose Look, they they all realize a chance to get to a Munster final at any grade is rare, so you know tomorrow's an opportunity. We're playing in in, in Tui and we're looking forward to it, but it's a big challenge against uh, you know, a very decent outfit from Cork and Kilmore. But I listen. It, it's an opportunity. So any time those come around, just go for it. That'll be our. That's the way we'll approach it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and I suppose like, if you were if you were needed a, a, a an indication of whether the lads' hunger was there for the, it was in that last ten minutes against Lescano in the quarter final to see what, did they really want to go that extra mile to get to the semi final and they certainly did that.
2: Yeah, there's been. Look, there's, we're very fortunate since we probably have seven or eight players whose names come to the team shit every week, and realistically we have another fifteen that's very very equal. So every game we've played this year, the five guys coming off the bench and we've been bringing them off the bench quite early and, and you know, they helped us get over the line against this canner and and they've done another games as well and, look, the spirit is excellent in the 19th last weekend. We're very unlucky not to be commercials, and we're the same. We're we're winning five games and we're always there, thereabouts at the end of the game and I I suspect it will be no different tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I suppose with with a club that, I think it was, has a five adult hurling teams, I suppose there was always a fair indication that you you could pull as I say thirty, thirty five guys who like football and if they're just got together organized that they could be very, very competitive.
2: Absolutely. Look, we've there's probably one hundred and twenty lads playing playing hurling in the club and, you know, their in, in fairness in terms of their conditioning, they have a lot of work done on the hurling, so for us it's only a matter of getting them together and I suppose we're still trying to find our team. I suppose the other side of we're trying to find the right balancing team as we move through championships is a little bit unusual but look there's no reason why we can't put out a very strong team in no reason why we can't put a strong team again next year.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, just in terms of, of of tomorrow um I know you're you're a Cork native um in terms of Kilmurray, what sort of a challenge will they provide tomorrow?
2: Ah uh, they'll be good. Um I have seen their their county their, their county final and their mid final um, you know they're a good footballing side they tend to kick the ball a bit longer than maybe what we've been used to so far but um they're well able and um, actually it's an unusual um, it's my mum's home club actually this the hurling Club in the parish and there's two football clubs in the same parish, Canavy and Kilmore, and my dad's family all played for Canavy and my mum's family all played for, for Kilmore and they came together and to play for together in Kodov. So it's a great, a great club with a great tradition.
0: So, so it's, it's in the blood to sort of uh, yeah. not, not to like Murray on your side, is it? <laughs> no.
2: Ah, well, look, I'm looking forward to it, and there should be great atmosphere in Turi tomorrow. I would imagine you know, that's the that's the beauty about being maybe in a, in a smaller ground. There should be a great atmosphere there.
0: Yeah, and I suppose from your point of view, and I suppose maybe you've, you've been drilling into the players the last few weeks. That's, this is this is a great opportunity to get to a Munster final. Absolutely. in football and, like this opportunity mightn't come again for a long time
2: not at all it mightn't come again in any level of any sport but um, I suppose look for our lads it's just a matter of making sure we keep the, 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 do the basics because the get the football well and work hard for each other and I suppose our athletes we we've been creating an awful lot of chances but not necessarily taking them and hopefully that won't catch up us but um,
0: yeah but um, was, I think the, the the Sean Traces game the Scanner game I think he scored 1-9 in both games so is it? but you're mm-hmm. hopeful like if, if the the, you're creating the chances but you're just not converting them a high enough yeah, rate
2: uh, yeah we're getting we're getting 27 or 28 shots off in most games and goal chances and I think Kilmory are averaging 112 113 in their championship so we'll have to score a bit more tomorrow um, and that'll be the key I suppose you know, ma- making sure we take take the opportunities when they come
0: I, I know after the break we're, we'll be speaking with um, Mary O'Shea and mullin I'm sure you've had a keen eye on on nahones progression through the ladies football championship ahead of Tipperary regathering over the next few weeks. So, what um, interest in terms of what Mullinahone are doing at the moment? Um, do you give them a good chance of getting to get into a final an All Ireland final?
2: I think they have a great chance because, like, you can't beat momentum, and that, that team has got stronger since even last year. And you know, obviously with Lorraine and Eve up front and Nicole they have some very good players. Um, so they have a great chance of getting to that final. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely, and uh, hopefully they do that. We'll be talking to Mary O'Shea after break. But yeah. firstly, we wish uh, Peter, you and Torres Harsfields all the best tomorrow against Kilmurray in Temple Toohy at 1 o'clock. Thanks, Shan Thank you. Take care. And we'll have live updates. Oh, sorry, we'll have updates of that game from Temple Toohy on the uh, tip of the uh, tomorrow afternoon. it. Uh, so time for a break, and we'll be back in part three with Ladies Football. And you're very welcome back to the show and we move to ladies football now where on Sunday in Callan, County Kilkenny at 1.30 Mul and are chasing in place in the All-Ireland Intermediate Championship final when they take on Fermanagh and Ulster champions Derry Harps in the semi-final. The Tipperary champions are no stranger to this stage, having been in the junior semi-final just 12 months ago, where they proved victorious before losing out to St Jude's of Dublin in the final. So to look ahead to the game, I'm joined on the line by Mullingham manager Mary O'Shea. Mary, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you, Shane. Thank you.
0: Uh, Mary, I'm sure a great level of excitement in the parish this week. Uh, Not many Tipperary clubs could get to an All-Ireland semi-final, but you've done it two years in a row
5: Ah, yes, it's fabulous, yeah, there's great excitement, yeah, absolutely brilliant. The, 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 everybody's so upbeat about the whole thing, you know.
0: Yeah, and I suppose it's, you're chasing an All-Ireland final appearance, but I suppose that extra carriage is there that the final is in Crow Park, like that, I'm sure that has to be a great drive, yeah. motivational force for all the players This the last few weeks.
5: Oh, it is, yeah, but to be honest about it, Shane, we're, we're just concentrating on Sunday now. We We kind of just, as I said before, we just take one game at a time, and see where it takes us, you know, and we've um, got to get over the line. Then, then we can really look forward to, to, to the next game, you know.
0: Looking back to the Munster final a, a couple of weeks ago against uh, Mona Gia, um, what, what in terms of the performance, what was uh, most pleasing for your point of view?
5: Well, I suppose <laughs> we won it. That was the most pleasing. It was a tough, dogged game, you know. Um, the weather conditions were atrocious, you know. It was a very low scoring game from play um there was a lot of uh, we did we, most of our scores when he scored one time from play actually and um the rest were from freeze. it was a very tough uh, tough game you know but um now in fairness the girls the girls were, were fabulous and they just never gave up you know and that's that's the the, the attitude these girls have they're such they they're fantastic um belief in themselves you know
0: yeah and they it seemed to be a, a very very driven side like they they nothing seems to phase them
5: no, it doesn't. I tell you, their they, they, enthusiasm and commitment and uh, dedication from these players—it's it's absolutely it goes beyond. You know, they're they're a really fabulous bunch of girls, and they'll give it their best shot. You know, even though when in, in, in on the Munster final, we had a great start, but they, they gradually got back into the game. You know, and um, you know that they, they, they fought hard, fought hard to the bitter end, and 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 like um, we, you know, it was fabulous that they came out on top. And I, suppose,
0: and I suppose look when you're going into a semi final, I suppose we all know how, how tough Ulster football is and you're up against um Derry Gonley Harps of, of Fermanagh. Um what kind of a challenge do you expect from them?
5: Oh gosh, I they're they're a very impressive team now and they're an accomplished team, you know. that I'd say we'll have a big challenge ahead of us on Sunday. Um they they they, 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 they I mean they're they're um, I look at they're, they're a good team, they're a good side and when you when you get to this stage every side is good. Like they they have um they have a number fourteen there, Emer Smith. She's 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 in blistering form uh, over the last um, couple of games. You know, she she scored two nine against London. You know, and she's. I think her sister then is number fifteen. She she's very impressive as well. You know, they're they're a very um, they're a young team, and they, I mean they, they're very young and they're fast. They're a fast team, and they have some seriously attacking threat, like you know. But to look at we 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 we'll take that on the day too. You know,
0: would they be? The best team in Fermanagh I know some of the some of the counties their senior team go and play an intermediate or they Yeah, they were senior. They were like were similar
5: now to Monage. Yeah. were senior. They're, they're senior in, in Fermanagh as well. Yeah. And um, they come down and play junior then at at at, at provincial level. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. so, so something similar to that. So like you. Very similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they're their men's team. were are in the Ulster Senior Final last year. So they're, like, they're a club with a a, a serious. Pedigree oh, of Gaelic football.
5: Well, as you, well, as you said, any in Northern Ireland um, club football, it's it's strong, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose maybe one advantage for yourselves is. I suppose he's all earning semi-finals it's, it's, while it's in Callan it's technically it's a home game for Yee I suppose it, it's not too far away from Mullingham so you should have a, a big home support there on Sunday Oh
5: God we will yeah, yeah. I mean last year with a great support with Covid and everything like you know but um, I mean there was there was restrictions on tickets and that last year but um, this year um, we're expecting a huge crowd in Callan you know and as, as you said it's, it's only, it's only um, how's it, three three miles in from Mullingham like you know so it's it's, it's, it's
0: Basically in our back door, you know. Yeah, and I, I, you have—is it is a wine gap? You pull some girls from as well. So like you, it, it it'll um, you should you should. Like get a lot of South Kilkenny support as well
5: oh yes absolutely yeah and I mean um, yeah well I mean we have Wine Gap girls playing with us and we have some of our girls play with Wine Gap, oh and, yes um, you know so there's a good crossover there between the two parishes you know um, yeah look at. I reckon that we'll have a very good crowd on Sunday we're expecting a big crowd anyway on Sunday you know
0: and just in terms of, of injuries have you a good squad to go
5: oh we Oh yeah, we have a few nickels, but like I mean, it's tough training in this weather, you know, and the ground is very heavy and that like. But um look, we're good to go. We are, we're good to go, you know.
0: And I'm sure, look at it. You, you, I suppose the experience of knowing how to win a semi final last year will, will should stand to the girls an awful lot. But it's like
5: there's
0: they're, they're so much at stake.
5: Oh, there is, yeah, yeah. Look, look. As I said, we're going to go out and take this game, take take one game at a time, and see how it goes. You know, and um, there is a lot at stake for both sides. Absolutely, there is.
0: And um, I'd say locally, I know, I know, the the, the parish of Mullinahone has had some great days, but I'm sure for for the girls to be, I suppose, the the, the ones uh, being centre stage at the moment, that they're they really want to enjoy it while they can.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's great to see that the, the girls uh taken centre stage. Um yeah, look at um they're, they're a great bunch, as I said they will go out, they'll enjoy it and they'll they'll hopefully they'll play to their potential, you know. Yeah. Um if they do that I, I think we're going a good shot, like, you know.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And we wish you all the best on Sunday in Callan, one thirty PM Mullin against Derry Gonley Harps. Uh, Mary O'Shea, thanks for joining us and across the line. And thank you, Shane. Thanks very much. No problem. We wish Mullahon yeah. up against Erie Goldenly Harps, one thirty in Callan on Sunday. And if, uh, if you can get along to support them, please do, because it would be great to see Tipperary team hopefully get to an all-around final. I say that was us. Senior and Intermediate All-Ireland Ladies Football Finals are in Crow Park on Saturday, the 10th of December, so it'll be great. And they'll be on T. I think they're on TG Catter as well, so um, hopefully we'll have Tipperary involvement in that, but they will have a tough against Arie Gonley Harps on Sunday. Uh, time for a final break, and we'll be back in part four with Soccer and Greyhound Dressing. And you're very welcome back to the show. And we uh, and the, we'll just move to uh, local rugby and the fixtures for this week. In the AIL resumes after its uh, weekend break, and in uh, Division Two A, both Cashel and Nina have home games. Cashel, who are currently in third, welcome uh, Old Crescent to Spafield. while Anina. Uh, welcome uh, top of the table Queen's University to uh for what should be a Mount game. Nina in 5th place on the table if Nina can get a win and they can really close the gap on Queen's and tighten up that division so both games there at half 2 and at the same time in Ordnaguiha in Division 2C Clonmel they also face top of the table uh, uh, opposition in Estonians Estonians Dominant so far, six wins, six bonus point wins. They are the most dominant team in the five AIL divisions at the moment. So Clamel will have it all to do, but I'm sure they'll love to uh, test their wits against the, the best team in Division Two T. Two thirty in Argyll tomorrow, Clamel up against Instonians. And in terms of local soccer, it is a, a big weekend. Uh, locally, we have the fourth round of the FAI Junior Cup. Three Tipperary teams in action. Plus, there's also the final of the Munster Champions Cup. And to look ahead to some of those games. I'm joined on the line by soccer analyst Barry Ryan. Barry, you're welcome to the show.
6: Shane, how are you? Good
0: job. Uh, we'll, we'll have you back in, in time for the telly to, for you to watch England and the United States by 7 Absolutely. o'clock. So I'm sure uh, to give you a little break, but we'll talk about local soccer. Um, as I said, three local teams in action uh, in the FAI Junior Cup fourth round starting tomorrow. Um, so where the Wendell and make the trip to St. Mary's. I, pres- I assume that's St. Mary's and Cork are playing tomorrow afternoon.
6: Yes, yeah, St so yeah. Mary's would have a uh, senior team as well in the Munster Senior League, and yeah. also have a junior team, um, and that's the team the Wildies will play tomorrow in the, in the fourth round.
0: So it's 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 a chance maybe for for Wilderness to to get a result here.
6: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Anytime you play those sides, like we'll say, the Avondales and that, that also have a a senior team, you'd really fancy your chances. Now, they'll still be a decent side. They'll have a big pick. It's a big uh, area of Cork City, uh, so they'll be a a decent side. But Wildies would definitely have enough about them if they can keep 11 players on the pitch and be really disciplined away from home. You're going to have to accept a lot of probably, you know, the one thing when you go on the road in the FAI Junior Cup, you can get a lot of home decisions and stuff. So they just have to keep their cool, play their football. But I would give them a chance going down there definitely
0: Very right, good and uh, moving on to Sunday uh, I suppose arguably the, the tide around maybe and the whole national I suppose we're, we are in the national section it's Pike Rovers at home to Peak Villa at 2 o'clock on Sunday in Limerick.
6: Yeah I would say without doubt it's the big clash um, of two teams they would have featured heavily at the top of the betting um, there will be a big crowd across the Gallet, um on Sunday for that game it's an interesting one. Pick Filler on the back of a huge win over St Michael's in the Monster Junior Cup, which will be, really give them lots of confidence. Pike are on the back of exit in the Monster Junior Cup to their old foes Fairview Rangers in a game where Fairview went down to ten early in the game and still locked Pike out. So Pike will be smarting from that one. So both sides coming in maybe um, with different points to prove, but um, a, a really mouthwatering tie. Um,
0: what sort of what sort of um, challenges can can Pete pose to, to Pike at the moment?
6: Well, the big one is the pitch in CrossFit Gala is huge. I think filler are probably one of the, the youngest, most exciting side with a load of legs. They've got loads of players that are, are technical. like Guys like Pippi Carroll, uh, Mihal Quinlan, Keith Cal, all technicians good on the ball. Jack Ryan Casey as an engine goes box to box all the time. Dale luck and Dara Byrne from fullbacks are box to box. They're a real high energy, high press side, and St. Michael's found that really, really difficult last week. Whereas Pike Rovers are the old guard of Pam Mullins, Robbie Williams, um, Owen Hanner, and guys who are there since the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, very much an experienced side, uh, but it's a real clash of styles. Pike will be quite direct, they will be strong offset plays, but Peak Filla will be all action and energy, and that'll be the type of game that Pike wouldn't really like to play a side like Peak Filla. So it's a real clash of styles, um, and if Peak Filler can stand up to the test of set plays and the long balls and how direct by they'll fancy their chances of getting a goal at the other end
0: mm-hmm. um, I, I know how the Rangers don't tend to get out of the, the regional section that often and um, I suppose one of the things getting to the fourth round is maybe getting a trip to somewhere you don't play and like they're making the long trip to Sligo to play at Strand Celtic on, on Sunday so I'm sure it's going to be a great experience for those guys and if they can come back with a result it'll be fantastic for them
6: yeah, I would imagine that it was the exact draw that Clodo wanted when they came out of the draw. They've got to the open draw probably for the first time in a long time. Um, and it's that big away day. Every junior footballer loves that big away they uh, did. So Sligo is certainly that big away they Stran Celtic playing a really good league up there with the likes of Carver United and sides that will be in and around the latter stages of this competition. So it's a tough assignment. Uh, but I would imagine they'll feel it's a free swing and they'll go and they'll really have a go up there.
0: Yeah, but it's like it, they have nothing to lose really, and they've been, I suppose, Killavilla's closest um, contenders in North tip. They've, they've they've played them really, really hard in recent weeks. So like um, that, they're, uh, they're that they're as competitive with the best team in North tip gives them a a, a a lot of confidence.
6: Oh, absolutely, and I mean, whenever Oporto will go out of the GA season, when that will come to an end, Córdoba would always be a difficult place to go, and they'd always have a lot of good players. Um, and this is definitely the case. Um, they will feel that they they there'll be ways in which they can hurt strand Celtic as well
0: mm-hmm. and uh, also on Sunday I was the uh, probably the big game of the weekend uh, in terms of uh, a final the Munster Champions Cup final it's in the bypass in Clonmel on Sunday 2 o'clock Villa from Waterford against St. Uh, Michael's this is um, this is mouthwater and stuff
6: yeah, it's last season's FAI Junior Cup champions, Villa Watford, um, who actually accounted for St. Michael's in the last 16, so there will be a little bit of revenge, I think, on the mind of St. Michael's as well, um, albeit such a difficult fight to play against Villa Waterford. Watford. Um, but I suppose where St. Michael's will see hope, you know, they'll be disappointed themselves to crash out of the Munster Junior Cup, but... Villa of Watford crashed out as holders of the FA Junior Cup to, in a real surprise result to Ferrybank in Watford um, in the previous round. So that was a result nobody saw coming. So there's obviously chinks in the armour and you know who better than St. Michael's to exploit that if given a chance.
0: Absolutely and I, it would be a great shot in the arm for the rest of the St. Michael's season if they could account for Villa and get a bit of silverware at the same time.
6: Yeah, look, it's a final uh, a trophy on the line, a monster trophy at that. Um, and it feels like St. Michael's season is looking for that big push to really get it going. Um, you know, i say they would have hoped that that result, up in Tarlis, that that might have been a game to go and knock Pig Phil out, and it would have had ramifications in the league as well, they would have hoped. But it's gone the opposite way, and it's given Peak Phil momentum. So I think this is, like you said, an opportunity now for St. Michael's maybe to put silver on the board and really get a springboard for, for what's coming in the rest of the competitions, if they could go and win this big, big game Bill of Villa Water because we said that, you know, Pike and Peak Villa is probably one of the big games in the country, but I think all eyes are also on this game as well.
0: Absolutely, that game is in on the bypass at Clomwell Celtic, two o'clock on uh, Sunday. Uh, Barry, Ryan, uh, thanks for that preview, and we'll talk to you again here Across the Line.
6: Thanks very much, Ian.
0: And at this time of a Friday night, it's time to talk dogs.
6: Tip FM's Greyhound Update, in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland, because this runs deep.
0: And uh, we... Once again, welcome uh, Barry Drake Barry Drake to the show. Excuse me, Barry, welcome to the show.
7: Thanks, Shane. Great to be on again.
0: Good to have you back. Um, Barry, I suppose before we chat about the local meetings, um, it's a uh, third round weekend in the uh, Irish St. Ledger at Limerick.
7: Yeah, that's right. Um, the Matchbook Betting Exchange St. Ledger has um, delivered some sensational performances uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. The feature on the calendar at the Limerick Greyhound Stadium, and it's going to take some winning over the next couple of weeks, because so many high-profile Grounds are still very much in the mix, 30,000 30, jurors to the winner, uh, plenty of Tipperary interest in the competition, they have some of the, the leading players for outright glory. Uh, the two two races I'm most looking forward to uh, in Limerick on Saturday night, we'll start with race number eight, and um, the likes of Pat Buckley, Patrick Gilfoyle, Graham Holland, they're all represented in this race, Bocco's Crystal has been one of the stars of the competition so far back to back winning performances in 29.48 and 29.54 she's one of the, the quickest greyhounds in the country and the daughter of Droopy Sydney um, has already won 10 of her 19 career starts 7 second place finishes at top, re- at top grade that really is quite a record and she's going to go very close in this race uh, Bob Slade Dream should go well in trap number 1 that was just turned over last time for Pat Buckley but drawn well. Uh, Next to the rails is sure to deliver a big performance. That and Abula in is another Pat Buckley train ground, one of the anti-post favourites for Outright glory. He runs in trap number five. He's featured in all the big competitions over the course of the last year or so. So it really is one of the races of the weekend and um, slight preference for trap number five, Baron Abula 8, who just might be able to reverse uh, last week's form there with Baco's crystal. And just one other race, that Shane, worth to mention, uh, Vincenzo is a greyhound. We tipped up a couple of months ago to win the Irish Greyhound Derby. Unfortunately for supporters of his, the Patrick Guilfoyle train superstar was withdrawn in the semi-final, before the semi-final, picked up a little injury in the quarter-final, so he was unable to line up in the semi-final night. Uh, we've, I suppose, um, supported him. Uh, throughout this um, uh, Ledger campaign, and he certainly hasn't let us down over the course of the last two weeks. Wins in 2965 and 2948. He's very much on target uh, to win the Irish St. Ledger. So we're still with Vincenzo. Uh, Patrick Gilfoil won the Irish Ground. Lars Curraheen Park a couple of weeks ago with good Cody, and he's got another leading player here in the classic. And uh, as I said, uh, we're looking forward to more top-class racing at the Limerick Greyhound Stadium um, over the next couple of weeks, and, and great to see big crowds there.
0: Absolutely. And uh, moving back to the local scene and the, the regular meetings, Sarf, what's catching your eye this weekend?
7: Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, the regular meetings um, kick start tonight in Clannmell. It's um, a 7.30 start. Uh, we're going with a greyhound in race number four uh, to watch out for tonight. Uh, a well-named greyhound called Dark Horse, um, owned by Eric Keane in Clannmell. This one caught my eye. Um, on debut, only finished fourth on that occasion uh, but the son of droopy Sydney was in a bit of trouble early on looks to have a nice shot of early pace and I could see him dominate from start to finish there in that 8-7 contest so that's uh, their cars for the local kennel of Eric Keane in Clonmel switching our attentions uh, to Turles on Saturday night 7.35 start at the Turles Greyhound Stadium, we're looking on to race number 8 and um a greyhound that made a winning debut around Kilkenny recently is Luminous Acre, uh, owned and trained by Dennis Lennon uh, in Kilkenny. The Lennon family um, often produce high-class greyhounds, and this lady looks a very exciting uh, sort. She won, as I said, in 29.46 around Kilkenny recently, and uh, the Lennon Kennel are making the trip to Turles on Saturday night, so they must be expecting big things, and I think Luminous Acre is worth supporting there in race number eight in Turles on Saturday night and finally in terms of the local meetings on sunday night uh, the racing action returns to conmel Greyhound stadium uh getting underway there at the usual sunday night start time of 7:30. 30 and uh, we're going to uh, tip up a ground in the finale the closing race on the card we're going with a greyhound called two bucks it was owned by lar walsh and philip walsh and air finnan trained by david whelan uh, down in county waterford finished second last time that was in a much tougher contest this looks like a drop in class uh, for the promising May puppy who's looking for a second career success. And I think that could come in Clan Mill on Sunday night. So keep an eye on two bucks there in the closing race uh, in Clan Mill on Sunday night. So a lot to look forward to once again over the course of the weekend, Shane. All eyes very much on the big one uh, in Limerick on Saturday night. It's round three of the €30,000 to the winner, uh, Matchbook Betting Exchange, Irish St. Ledger.
0: I'm sure at this time of the year we're heading towards. I suppose they're, 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 after three years, maybe resuming Christmas. I said a lot of these meeting weekend meetings are generating bumper crowds at the moment.
7: Yeah, exactly, Shane. Look, obviously, look, it was a, a tough couple of years with the COVID. But look, I've been at, I suppose, numerous tracks over the course of the probably last two or three months. Yeah, and it's great to see, you know, big crowds. Canmel Ground Stadium have um, done Trojan work over over the last year or so, brought in a new committee, big changes down there, and they've had a number of successful benefits uh, nights there in recent weeks for local, I suppose, sporting clubs and organisations, GA Club, um, you know, the old Bridge lads were over there recently, Canmel Town. Um, It's great to see it's a great way of raising money and enjoying a safe night out so um, hopefully there'll be plenty more benefit nights uh, in the coming months and uh, we'll be looking forward to the Winter Festival as well there in the last week in, in December, Shane. So, so much to look forward to.
0: Absolutely and we look forward to chatting to you again on the show next Friday night.
7: Thanks so much, Shane. Great stuff.
0: That is about it for this week's show. I want to thank all my guests and my producer Paul Carroll. Don't forget our live game on Tip FM on Sunday at one o'clock is the Munster Club Senior Football Semi Final between Carmel Commercials and Newcastle West. I'll be back next Friday at six for another edition of Across the Line after the news at seven. It is Premier Country with Carl Power. Bye for now.